this morning, I, I want to, I felt like the Holy Spirit was talking to me. Last Wednesday, um, I preached a message in our Wednesday night Bible studies on the topic of integrity. And as we were talking about that at the end, I kind of gave anybody want to share anything. And um, the, the comment came that this should be a Sunday morning message. And I said, oh, okay, I remember that. And I'll put it in my back pocket. And I had went ahead and, and said, okay, yeah. And then I thought, I'm going to go ahead and prepare my message. And so Thursday morning, I'm, I'm still working on what I felt like God wanted me to do for this week. And it was going to be this declaration of interdependence on God and freedom, you know, 4th of July kind of deal. And then God tapped me on the shoulder and said, no, that's this week. And so I want to be obedient to the Lord and share what I feel like God's put on my heart um, about this, this subject of integrity. Because I believe this, church, I believe that there's a world out there that is looking for the church to be people of integrity. They're looking for something different in you that they are not getting themselves. They want to see the Jesus in you. I'm going to give you some stats on this. A few years ago, a book was published. It was entitled, The Day America Told the Truth. The Day America Told the Truth. And in this book, there were some findings of a survey that was done with thousands of people about how honest they are and how, how much value they place on integrity. I'm going to share some of those findings with you this morning. 91% of people stated that they lie on a regular basis. 91% of people said they lied on a regular basis. 86% say they lie to their parents regularly. 69% say that they lie to their spouse consistently. And we wonder why we have such a big divorce rate in our country today. 75% say they lied to their friends. 50% say they regularly called into work sick, but they were not sick. Now, I'm not going to take a survey this morning. But there's an unfortunate truth here that is found that many people who profess faith in Christ, these statistics are just about the same for them as they are for people who aren't Christians. In other words, there's another study that was discovered that almost the same number of Christians stole from their workplace as non-Christians. They found out that Christians are just as likely to falsify their income taxes. Christians are just as likely to commit plagiarism, to neglect payments on debt, to give bribes to obtain a building permit. They are just as likely to ignore construction specs or illegally copy computer programs or music. Christians are just as likely to steal time from their work and exaggerate themselves or their products. To selectively obey the law, to watch pornography, to cheat on a spouse, to commit adultery, to have premarital sex, to justify sin. Christians are just as likely to do those things as non-Christians. Church, we have a problem. If that's the case. Because our integrity is completely flawed and broken. 
And if we aren't people of integrity, people who live outside, who are non-Christian people, people you work with, people in your families, people that you know who don't proclaim Jesus to be Lord, if they can't look at you and see something different about you than they have in themselves, I'm telling you, they have no desire to come to know Christ. None. A person of integrity is validated not just by their words, but by their actions. If we are pure in heart, we can be pure in our deeds. Integrity is about making my daily actions line up with my heart's values. Making my daily actions line up with my heart's values. You know, I, I think it's, we sang, when I was, we're going to play a song that kind of talks about this at the end, but you've maybe heard this song when you were in children's church, Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love, so be careful, little eyes, what you see. And we sing that to our kids, but the thing is, is uh, the kids are the ones that are following your example. Your kids will follow the example that you set in this level of integrity. We always tell kids, you know, oh, hey, you know, honey, Johnny, you need to listen to what I say, not watch what I do. But the problem is what you do speaks so loudly that what you say cannot be heard. What you do speaks so loudly, what you say can't be heard. And we wonder why our children are, are falling away from the church in drastic numbers. We wonder why whenever they get to be college-age kids, they, they don't have any desire to serve God. We wonder why. It's because I think it's it, the biggest thing of it is they've never seen the integrity of what the Bible says living in us. They've never seen what a true example of what Jesus is. And I wonder, church, I'm asking you today, is there something in your integrity that you need to change? That's the message of the day. And you will never change anything about your integrity unless you value what integrity can bring. Unless you value what integrity can bring. I want to talk here for just a few minutes about that. Integrity. What benefits does integrity provide? The first one is this. Integrity provides me with protection. Integrity provides me with protection. I have less fear. I don't have to worry. You know, we talked in the, in the beginning stages about all those things that we lie about people to. You know the thing about a lie <laughs> is you got to chase it down, right? And you got to remember who you told what to. Because if you don't, it'll come back and get you. It'll come back to you. And, and if you're a person that walks in integrity, you don't have to fear that stuff. Why? Because you're not telling lies. You're living your life above reproach. Psalm 25, 21 says this, May integrity and uprightness protect me because my hope is in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me. It is a protection that no matter what things happen, yeah, you're going to have people that are going to come against you. You're going to have things that are going to happen in your life, but your integrity is your foundation. And if you lose your foundation, you're going to stumble and fall. But the thing about integrity is this, it's like a, a well-rooted tree. The winds are going to blow, things are going to happen, but at the end of that storm, that tree is going to stand firm. Why? Because it's got a solid foundation. It's in God, in the Word. Second thing, integrity provides me with security. A greater confidence. Greater confidence. 
Proverbs 10, 9 says this, The man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. I can be confident that what I do is right, and when I do that, I will prosper. It may not be financially, but I can prosper in other ways. If I walk with integrity, I don't have to worry about this foundation I'm in because it's firm. I have confidence and security in, in that. The third one is this. Integrity provides me with guidance. Make better decisions. I can make better decisions. Proverbs 11.3 says, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. You ever met somebody that was double-minded? Bible says this, a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. Our society, we live in a society today that has no concept of what moral absolutes are. Anything goes. If it's good for you, that's great. But it may not be good for me. When people choose what is right without having and wrong, without having a standard, how can you know which way to go? How can you know what's secure and what, how to guide yourself? And eventually you'll get caught in your double-mindedness. And it'll come back to bite you. Fourth, integrity provides me with hope. Integrity provides me with hope. Job chapter 4, verse 6. Is it not your fear of God, your confidence, and the integrity of your ways, your hope? You might say, well, hope for what? Someday, each one of us is going to stand before God, and we're going to do that all by ourselves. I'm not going to take my wife with me. I'm not going to take my kids with me. I'm going to stand God before God all by myself. And when I stand before the Lord, what confidence I might have if I knew that my life was lived with integrity, that I would not be ashamed of what, how I lived or what He will say to me. I don't have to worry about those things. Why? Because my confidence is in the integrity that I found in my life, and I've lived that way. I'm not going to be rebuked for my lifestyle, but I'm going to have a testimony of what he's done in me. And so today, I, I don't want to just pause there with the benefits. I think we can all see the benefits of integrity. And today, I want to give you some action steps toward integrity. Maybe you're here today, and, and man, you're, you're not, you need some work on this. I think all of us would probably say, yeah, there's some things that I do that I could probably use some work on. And so today, I want to give you some action steps, because you can change. Whether you believe that or not, I know, everybody take a deep breath, let it out. Pinch your neighbor. Say, I know it's hot in here. I know it's getting warm. Pastor's even getting warm. But I will not fall asleep. Come on. I will stay with him. I will help him preach this message. Hallelujah. All right? All right. So action steps toward integrity. Number one, you've got to ask God to test your heart. You've got to ask God to test your heart. First Chronicles 29, 17, it says, I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. You test the heart and you are pleased with integrity. Yes, you see, God examines our heart and he is pleased when we are full of integrity. The question here today is this, are you full of integrity or are you full of baloney? 
Are you full, someone who can stand up for what they believe in and know the truth and are willing to say, God, I understand that I'm not perfect, but God, I want you to examine my heart. I want you to examine my motives. I want you to examine my life. And today I put myself down here on this altar today, in, whether that's in your bedroom or here at the church or wherever you are, and you say, God, I give you permission to test my heart. And when you do that, God will not let you down. Because you see, God is one that can change your life. You know, we talk about this many times. We talk about life change. And there's only one way that I know that somebody's life can be changed. And that's if God changes your life. God's got to be the one that changes your life. In fact, the fact of integrity begins in our hearts. God has to be able to examine us and to show us what's questionable. Psalm 26, 2 says, Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart. Examine my heart. So how does God show us what's questionable? How do we know what's characteristic is part of integrity. Well, the first thing I think is this. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. There have been times in my life when I knew I did something wrong and you felt terrible, right? And, and, and just, you, you all looking at me like you've never done that. I, you do something wrong and you just feel awful about it. And, and then God just kind of says, now listen, and it's that, in that moment that you have an opportunity there, you can repent and come back to the Lord. You can, you can let that examination change your life and your heart. Or you can continue down your path of, of, of sin. That's one way. And here's the second action step, which is the second way. Is you got to study to know what's true. you got to study to know what's true. True. If we're going to live lives of integrity, we've got to know what integrity looks like. And the only place I know that finds the definition of integrity is found in this book. This is the life action step model of integrity. You want to know what it is to serve God? You want to know what it is to be a person of integrity? It's found right here. Right here in the Word of God. God is the one that shows us through His Word. He tells us what's acceptable. He tells us what the expectations are. If you look throughout your Bible, you'll see words like honesty and purity and truth and uprightness. All of these translate into the same root word that talks about integrity. They're all synonymous. In fact, Paul tells Timothy, he says, listen, you've got to be someone that's above reproach. Be an example, he says in 1 Timothy 4. He says, be an example as even though you're young, don't let anybody look down on you, but set the example in purity, in speech, in love, in life. Set the example, Timothy. And then he goes on to say in 2 Timothy 2, he says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not be ashamed. Handling accurately the word of truth. Handling the Bible. The only way you're going to be able to, to know what truth is is if you take time and read and study and then take those truths and put them in your life. Then you can live lives of integrity because the Bible is the thing that shows us what truth is. It's unchanging. Number three is this. I can listen to the voice of God and I can read the word of God 
But if I don't apply what he's telling me through his word and through his, into my daily life, it's nothing. There's got to be application there. It's got to be applied to our daily life. Psalm 15, 1 and 2 says, O Lord, who may abide in, thy, in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. Walking in integrity means integrating all of what God's word says into our daily activities. James 1.22 says it this way. Don't be just merely a listener of the word, but do what it says. You're going to deceive yourself if you only listen. You've got to actually do it. Education without application is useless. Education without application is useless. Got in my car Friday night. My wife and I were heading out and we've gotten into our, our rendezvous. And I'm in there and I'm, you know, I, I don't, I know in drivers that they teach you to do like a 30,000 inspection point thing. That's too long, man. I just get in the car and start it, right? Um, maybe some of you do that. If you do, you're awesome. Um, but I just get in and I start the car. My wife looks at me and we look at each other and we're like, oh, wow. Our rearview mirror had fallen. And it was just hanging there by the wire. Just hanging there. And we're like, well, I guess we're not driving this car tonight. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, great. So we got in the other car. Well, the next day we decided we're going to fix this thing. And so we went to the, to the store, and we bought the, the kit that is able to fix it, and, and uh, we're, we're looking at this kit, and we're reading the back of it, and I don't just trust what I read. I got to see it, too. So I got, we got on YouTube, and we Googled, how do you put the mirror back on? And we didn't listen to just one guy. We decided we were going to listen to two guys, because he's working on a Ford. Who knows what's going to happen to that thing? And then, and then we're... Uh, <laughs> Oh, bless God. Those of you, if you go to the office, you'll see Pastor Dustin's office door, and that'll really have a whole different connotation to you sometime. But so then we, we looked at, uh, at, at uh, two of those things, and we had an, a, a choice there. We could just look at it and say, well, I've been educated, and I know how to do it, so that's good enough. I think I'm great. And you know what would have happened? Today that mirror would still be hanging by the cord. It wasn't until I took what I knew and put it into practice and then actually did it that it changed something. And so many Christians, they, they act the same way. We get all of this information when we come to church. We get all of this stuff when we come into the house of God. We get all of these stuff that we can, we, but we don't take it out there and we don't use it every day. And so if we're not applying it to our life and using it every day, we become just like that mirror. We're not really useful and it's just kind of dangling there and we're going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and we're getting full of education, but we have no application. And if you have no application, it's useless. Useless. And so you've got to take that thought process of not only becoming a hearer of the word, but doing what it says. Because why? The world needs to see something different than they're seeing right now in the church. 
They need to see, yeah, they need to see something in you that's marketably different. They need to see the God that you serve that's not just something that you attend church on a Sunday, but they see Him in your life at Walmart and at work and at school and at every place you walk and you go. They need to know that integrity begins with me, not because I'm integral on my own, but because the Jesus that lives inside of me and I've educated myself and I've gone to the Word and I've gone to the Lord, and I'm taking the things that I've learned, and I'm putting them into practice. Because if you don't put them into practice, it's useless. And we've got a lot of folks today who are just coming and soaking in what church has to say, but they're not putting them into practice. Integrity. The devil will make sure that you always find a place where you can fall. He'll always make sure that there's a place for you to stumble. But I'm telling you, if you will take what you learn and you'll be diligent about the Word and about letting God examine your heart on a regular basis and then not just take it and listen to it, but do it, I'm telling you, you give the devil less and less and less and less and less to areas where he can grab a hold of you. It doesn't mean that you won't be tempted but it means that God will be there and provide a way out. That way out is your commitment to Christ. Fourth is this. We need to remain faithful in spite of our circumstances. Action steps toward integrity. Remaining faithful in spite of our circumstances. You know, for for some people, um, this is where we kind of throw up a gray area, right? It's like, well... It's okay. I'm in a terrible situation, and if I tell the truth here, I could get in trouble. No. That's compromising integrity. I think sometimes we, we, we try to justify things, and that's one of the stumbling blocks I think the devil uses. Try to get us to justify things. You know, have, have you ever felt like your world was caving in on you? And, and maybe you've even said this. Maybe you said, man, if one more thing goes wrong, I'm throwing in the towel. If one more thing happens, I'm throwing in the towel. Let me just throw this out there. This is with this too. Don't ever give up. Don't ever, ever give up. Do whatever you can do to remain faithful. Job chapter 2, verse 3. Job was a man who went through an awful lot in his life. The Lord said this to Satan and Job Chapter 2, 3, it says, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil, and he still maintains his integrity. Although you incited me against him to ruin him without any good reason. God commends Job for his character, for his integrity. Job lost a lot, man. He lost his home. He lost his kids. He lost his wealth. He lost his health. He lost a lot. I always say this, and this I think is kind of humorous. One thing Job, God, the devil did not take away from Job was his wife. Just saying. Read into that whatever you will. But he never gave up on God. Job, through all of that, never gave up on God. 
Whenever you feel like you're about ready to do that, you need to just take time and pray. Ask God to renew your strength. Find a brother or sister in the Lord that can come and ask them to pray with you. The Bible says in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, those who hope, those who wait on the Lord, they will renew their strength. If you're in a place where you feel like your world's caving in, your circumstances are, are terrible, can I tell you, the winds and the waves are blowing, but I know the one who can stand up in your boat and say, peace be still. I know the one who can stand up in your life and say, if you will just anchor yourself to the rock, if you will have integrity, if you will look at to me for all things, I will be the one who will bring you through. I will be the one who will help you. You don't have to worry about how hard the wind blows or how much it rains or how much the life it begins to shadow on you because I will be with you through all of it and God will be there for you and you can keep your integrity sure. Hallelujah. The fifth one is this. Refuse to be persuaded by others. Refuse to be persuaded by others. They came to Jesus in Mark 12, 14, and they said this. They said, teacher, we know you're a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You're not swayed by men. Don't be swayed by men. People will try to get you to believe all kinds of stuff, man. And, you know, I, I like to just say it's all just about news and, and the secular TV, but it's not. There's Christian stations and Christian people out there, too, that they'll try to get you to believe almost anything. You've got to be careful about that. The Bible says in the last days there's going to be those who will, false teachers among you that will lead, lead even the very elect astray. That's why it's so important that you have integrity. That's why it's so important that you read your word. That's why it's so important that you know what truth is. Is because then in those last days you will not be deceived. You won't be deceived. I'm praying that whenever I preach a message on a Sunday morning, I was so blessed um, by someone today. That they, they said, um, man, I've been chewing on that all week, that message. That's great because you know what that does is that lets me know you're taking it and you're reading it. You're applying it. You're looking at it. It's not just my words. It's something that God is speaking into your life, and you can use that, and God can use you not just through me. God can use that through your word and your daily devotion time. Don't be so dependent upon one person that is for your life whether that's me or someone else, because God wants you to have life in him every day. God wants you to hear from him every day. You know, some of you are thinking, man, it's getting, I'm, I'm warm, I'm hot, I'm ready for some food, I'm getting hungry. Some of you are thinking that right now. Why? Because your body says, I need to eat. I need some substance. I'm, I need some food. And we feed our physical body at least three times a day. Right? Some of you more. That's okay. Work out that with God with fear and trembling. Whatever that has to happen, all right? But we feed our physical man three times a day. But when it comes to our spiritual man, we give our spiritual man one cold snack a week. We say, oh, pastor, I'm going to let you feed me today. I'm going to let you feed me, and that's the only time I'm going to open my Bible this week. That's the only time I'm going to hear from God this week. Can I tell you, you are laying a crack in your foundation of integrity because the devil will make sure sometime through the week that not only will the message fade from your hearing, but you're not going to be able to get into this to hold true. 
Mm. Job had three friends, as Pastor Dustin talked about earlier. They were kept trying to convince him that he'd sinned against God, that he needed to get his heart right with God. But Job knew better. Job's wife even gets in on the thing. In Job chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, his wife says to him, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Are you still a man that's going to hold on to your integrity? Curse God and die. And he replied, you're, not, you're talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Never let others dictate what you do. Never let somebody else come between what you know is right. What you know is full of integrity. You need to be a person of that. Here's a phrase that teenagers like to use. Well, everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is doing it. Yeah? Are you everybody else? Are you everybody else? Are you going to do what's right? It doesn't matter if everybody else is doing it. If everybody else was doing something stupid, would you do it too? I'm not going to qualify that because all of you have your own little things that you tell your kids. So you know what I'm talking about though. We try to justify our actions. To be a person of integrity means you're willing to go against the crowd when the crowd is wrong. And it means that even if you have to stand alone, you're willing to do that because it's what's right. Job 8.20 says this. It says, Lo, God will not reject a man of integrity, nor will he support evildoers. Integrity's foundations are cracked by entertaining tempting thoughts. That process is not an overnight decision. Your integrity typically is not, hap- not being, the, the crumbleness of your foundation of integrity is not usually happening in one failed swoop. It happens over a series of thoughts and a series of letting, you letting it go. It's a slow fade. It's a slow fade. And today I want to challenge you with this thought. Maybe you're here today and, and man, integrity is, your integrity has got some flaws in it. It's got some, some thoughts in it, some questions in it. I'm going to play a song for you this morning. It's just entitled Slow Fade. It's by a group called Casting Crowns. I want you to listen to the words that are in this song, Slow Fade. It uh, is the one you tried to play earlier. It's a video.
a slow fade. Integrity foundations are cracked by slow fades. Can I just tell you again, not to sound like a broken record, but your family needs to see Jesus in you. And if you're saying one thing and living another, you're living a life of hypocrisy. And they're going to look at that and they're going to say, you know what? There's no difference in them than there is in me. By what they watch, there's no difference in how they act. There's no difference in what they say. There's no difference in what they have in their fridge. There's no difference in the things that they allow into their life. And church, that should not be. God is calling us today. Hear the call of the Lord that says, let us be men and women of integrity. That not only is our word our bond, but our lifestyle can be modeled after Jesus. And as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. I love what Joshua says there. It's at the end of the book of Joshua and he's dipping up the land and he tells all these people where to settle and he says, now, here's the deal. You need to fear God and keep his commands. And here's the thing I'm going to tell you. As for, I can't speak for y'all, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Some of you need to make that decision. This is, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to set the example for my children. I'm going to set the example for my family. I'm going to set the example for my friends. I'm going to set the example, just like Paul challenged Timothy to do. I'm going to set the example. I'm going to be the one. And I'm telling you, you've got to watch. That's why it's important to, to ask God all the time to test my heart. That's a regular occurrence. God, test my heart. That's why it's so important that you read your word all the time. That's why it's so important that you take these action steps, that you apply the word in your daily life, that you apply this to your daily life, that you remain faithful in circumstances, that you don't listen to just the words of people, but you listen to what God says. Those are the important things, and we got to do that every day because there's people depending on you. Your church is depending upon you. Would you bow your heads, please? Father, right now, Holy Spirit, from the beginning of this day, even this week, as you prepared my heart to preach this message, I began to pray, God, Holy Spirit, speak into the lives of people today. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you're just... And God's right now, he's taking that, his finger and he's just kind of point tapping on your shoulder. And he said, hey, listen, your foundation's cracked. The integrity foundation of, of you is cracking. Can I tell you, it didn't get there overnight, but you can fix it right now. The slow fade happened and it cracked your integrity, but can I tell you, God can fix it right now. And you can turn this tide around. And maybe there's something in your life today that's, and you know it's not pleasing to God because the Holy Spirit is 
bringing that to your mind. And you be honest with the Lord today. You say, God, that's me. I need to be a person of integrity. I want to be a Christian, not only in word, but in deed with all of my life. If you feel like the Holy Spirit's prompting you right now, would you just slip your hand up? God, that's me. Yes, thank you, thank you. Hands all over this place. Thank you, thank you. Praise God, praise God. I'm not going to compromise my integrity. Compromise is the enemy of integrity. I'm telling you that right now. Compromise is the enemy of integrity. Don't compromise. Come on. Would you stand, please? Heavenly Father, pray you move right now. This morning, I'm going to ask if I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to repeat it with me. But if you want to pray on your own and just pour your heart out to, to the Lord on your own, that's totally fine. But if today you're here and you want to pray with me in this prayer, I encourage you to do that. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my cracked integrity. God, I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. And once again, Lord, I ask you to daily examine me. Lord, I give you permission to change me. And today I renounce, and whatever it is that the Holy Spirit speaks in your heart, I want you to say, I renounce this sin. I renounce what I'm watching. I, I'm going to make a change in that. I renounce what's in my fridge. I'm going to go home and I'm going to clean that thing out. I, remi- I renounce the things that I'm allowing and the compromises that I'm allowing in my family. I renounce the things that are underneath my control that are cracking and fading my integrity. God, I renounce those things today. And in Jesus' name, I pray that you would give us the strength and the courage and the boldness, God, to stand up and fight for you. And no matter what storms come, we'll be solid because we're in standing with integrity. We're standing in truth without compromising you or your word. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.